Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome, friend. Yep, I'm talking to you. And foe. Well, the same person, depending <laughs> on what the topic is, I suppose, and how well we address it. Uh, it's Alpha Helix. Oh, no. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's A to Z of the Human Body. Today's topic is Alpha Helix. And Alpha Helix, you know what that is. You would have heard that term in undergraduate biochemistry, Matt. Do you remember it? Is that to do with DNA? Yeah. Oh, well, proteins. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I have to say, I didn't love biochemistry as an undergraduate. I love biochemistry now as somebody who teaches physiology. Do you think that's because of the way it was taught to you? I think it was a combination of that and I didn't care. <laughs> do you feel, and I know we probably spoke about this before, but do you feel like biochemistry was taught to... Um, couldn't really see the trees from the forest. Yeah, I think what needs to be like, done in biochemistry was maybe spend one to two weeks giving us an overview as to why we need to. So give an overview of metabolism that tells us the whole point of this yeah. is simply to to tear off electrons and hydrogen ions to feed into the mitochondria to create ATP. Why do we need ATP? Because of this reason. Like instead of going, okay, you now need to remember the whatever 12 steps of glycolysis, mm. draw them out. Molecule the by molecule. Oh, it was just, anyway, alpha helix. <laughs> Good start for everybody. Uh, so an alpha helix is a common secondary structure in proteins. So remember okay, yeah. that amino acids fold upon each other to form three-dimensional proteins, right? So you've got DNA in the nucleus. DNA is transcribed into RNA, specifically mRNA. That mRNA leaves the nucleus into the cytoplasm or cytosol, and from there ribosomes will read three uh, nucleotides at a time called a codon that produces an amino acid. You now have a chain of amino acids, and because of the uh, residues of each amino acid, that gives them a characteristic 
which tells them to fold in a particular way. This folding creates a three-dimensional protein and it's the folding that can produce a whole range of substructures. One of these is an alpha helix. Okay, so where it's just amino acid joined to amino acid, yep. that, that's a secondary structure? Correct. And it's, one it's once it starts folding on itself, yep. that's the tertiary? Correct. And then... When you, you have multiple come together like a hemoglobin, that's quaternary. Beautiful. Very nice. And so if you take these amino acids and let's just say they form a right-handed coil, like a spring, that is an alpha helix. And most proteins are like this? No, but it's probably one of the most common secondary structures in proteins Okay, is the alpha helix. So each turn of the helix, so let's just say 360 degrees of a turn, is made up of around about 3.6 amino acid residues. Okay. So remember, it's the residues that give it its characteristic, its its nature. So 3.6 resi- residues per right-handed uh, um, right, uh, turn, and it's stabilised by hydrogen bonds between the hydrogen and the nitrogen of one amino acid mm. and the double-bonded carbon and oxygen of other amino acids around about four amino acids earlier. Yep. So if you think about it's basically the amino acid sitting below it in the level. Right? And the other the others are beta sheeting. Right? So another super common secondary structure is a is a beta sheet. So while uh, alpha helices look like coils, right-handed coils or springs, the sheets look like corrugated iron oh. of a roof. Okay. Is that something that I International listeners would know corrugated iron. Maybe not. Very Aussie term, I think. Uh, oh, maybe corrugated. No, it's probably okay. Like I, was think, I was thinking of colour bond. What about uh, chips? What about, are they called corrugated chips? <laughs> you know the chips yeah, that's sort of like the Samboys? I think that's yeah. Aussie specific. Anyway, look up the term <laughs> corrugation. Uh, so oh, That's fine. Anyway, that's not the topic today. Can I ask a question though? Please. Um, is this kind of where prions come in to change the structure of the... Um, was that going to be a... No, no, it's oh. uh, well... Because uh, I remember let's some get time... Back to it. Okay. Let's get back to it because uh, it's important and you are correct. So first thing is let's just talk about where we can find these alpha helices normally. So one relatively known place is alpha helix is in hemoglobin. So hemoglobin is made up of two alpha and two beta globin chains arranged in a quaternary structure, which you mentioned earlier. So it's alpha helices in hemoglobin, a part of the protein that carry oxygen, and it allows for the structure to be very stable while holding the oxygen around the body. That's one of the most important uh, structural or functional um, reasons why the body will make these helices is they're very strong. And they're found very often in uh, areas that need to make fibrous proteins like keratin of our skin and nails, for example, have a lot of alpha helices. Uh, so uh, they're also found in like those transmembrane proteins as well because, again, they're very important when it comes to signaling but also maintaining the strength of a membrane. If you look at mutations, right, so... What are you looking at me for? Well, that's, isn't that what your mum called you? <laughs> you know, the mutation of the family? Um, if you've got a mutation in DNA that codes for these globin chains within a hemoglobin molecule. So I said two alpha, two beta. So you've got two alpha helices, two beta sheets coming together, hemoglobin. Um, 
you can have mutations in the beta globin. So these are the beta sheets. Forms uh, causes sickle cell anemia. Right. But the fault, misfolding of the beta sheets causes a misfolding of the alpha helices. Changes the, the way the alpha helices fold. Oh, both of them both get of affected. Them. So it's mainly the beta sheets, that's where the mutation is, but because of the quaternary structure, it changes both. Oh, okay. And so sickle cell anemia occurs, which means that it's less uh, likely to be able to hold oxygen because its conformation has changed. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right. So that's sickle cell anemia. You can also have mutations in the alpha globin, so the alpha helices. This is called alpha thalassemia, mm-hmm. more common, I think, in European Mediterranean areas. Uh, and again, it negatively affects the way the hemoglobin can carry the oxygen mm-hmm. in, a, in a different fashion. But mutations in alpha helices are implicated in a bunch of diseases. Marfan syndrome. Connective tissue yep. disorder. Which makes sense because we know alpha helices are really important for fibrous. So is that collagen? Uh, can be part of collagen, uh, but there's, I think it's called fibrillin 1 is the main gene that encodes the proteins and alpha helices are part of the secondary structures of the fibrillin 1. Long QT syndrome, couldn't really figure out why that was the case, but it seemed to be implicated in that. Is that to do with the heart? Yeah, so a long QT syndrome is simply people have longer QT segments right. in their ECGs uh, and the cause seems to be in part due to Alpha helices. Right. So couldn't really figure out why. Within the, the muscle itself. So it's changing the electro properties of I the heart. I couldn't figure it out. Look, I could figure it out. Didn't have enough time to figure it out. <laughs> and the last one is neurodegenerative diseases. Yeah. Now, what did you ask just before? Uh, prion diseases, which is um, an interesting one because it's you definitely wouldn't call it a microorganism, as no. in it's not living, yep. it's a protein. My understanding is a misfolded protein. Yeah. And I thought it was a beta helix. I could be wrong. Yeah. And once it comes into the body, uh, in this case the brain, mm-hmm. it causes other proteins to then misfold like it originally was and then that changes function. So I'm not sure about prion diseases with the alpha helices, but I do know that when it comes to Parkinson's disease, which I've spoken about before because my PhD was in Parkinson's disease, that alpha-synuclein, which is a protein, has alpha helices associated with it and mutations can lead to aggregations of those proteins yep. um, and these aggregates are implicated in the pathology of Parkinson's uh-huh. disease. We don't know whether they're the cause yeah, yeah. or whether and they're... It's just a byproduct of. A byproduct of or even maybe potentially trying to be protective 
yeah, and yeah. the outcome is this. Um, but it seems and same with Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is tau, and what's the other protein? Amyloid. Yeah, yeah, amyloid. So amyloid plaques, tau proteins. I think most proteins probably will have alpha helices in one way or another. So it seems to be that um, there are alpha helices uh, in the prion protein and that obviously they're going to be implicated in the disease if there's mutations within that. How a prion can negatively f- affect another protein to tell it to misfold, I have no idea. Yeah. Do we know? Do we know what the uh, mode of transmission is? Does it I think induce we a mutational change? It can't because it's already... So what's it... I think it just induces a, yeah, a confirmation change. So it changes it from the the alpha helix to a more altered... Because, like, from my understanding, when you look at something like silk, mm-hmm. silk is, I think, beta, a beta helix. Right. And it, know that. it's a protein that then we don't have enzymes to break it down. Yep. And so in the body, if you were to use silk, like in sutures, we don't have the ability to break it down. So they are non-absorbable sutures because... We can't break down that protein. Interesting. But I think prions. I, for some reason, I thought it was a beta beta strands, and that changed the the conformation of our proteins. And if it's in the brain, and the conditions are things like curry, which is oh, yeah. developed from the ingesting of brain tissue, human brains, yeah. Um, but also, um, and I think that it came from certain populations that still. Well, once ate humans, yeah, and I think it primarily affected women and children, right? Didn't because they were given the leftovers of oh, which happened to be the brain. That's brain. So others ate the flesh. That's right, and it wasn't a problem. But when you oh. had the brain, and that where didn't that's that. where you came to JC. No, what was it called? Kushgold's Krush, Jacobs disease. Yeah, Kushgold Jacobs disease. Yeah. That um, is to, that came about disease. from. Well, it's kind well, of the human not, equivalent yes. of mad cow's disease. Yeah, from infected um, brain tissue mm. in terms of doing autopsies or something like that. It was scary when it came around, um, and obviously still happens. Seems to be that the the prion proteins induce changes in the hydrogen to hydrogen bonds, uh, and maybe affect hydrophobic interactions. How? It's very interesting because you don't usually get that unless a uh, protein or molecule bind within these regulatory or active sites yeah. do you get a conformational change. But it must be similar. It must come into contact and become and come so close into contact that the residues on the prion induce the conformational change on the other protein but remain. Do they a- aggregate? Maybe, maybe it remains as aggregates. Because I can't see how a prion could touch another protein and then move away and that protein remains misfolded. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's also where in our understanding prion disease was also kind of itrogenic. We we introduced it ourselves. Yeah. But I've read some things more recently that some of the neurodegenerative disorders, Mm. there's theories now that they may have prion underpinnings. Potentially, yeah, like alpha synuclein and and uh, so tau protein similarly, maybe we are bringing it into a brain tissue through things that we thought couldn't be possible, like through gastrointestinal roots mm. or um, through the nose, mouth. I mean, even speaking to a colleague the other day, Peter Ann, 
she was saying that um, prion disease in terms of dental um, interventions, like it can be present within dental pulp. Right. And if you do like a, a root canal, it mm. can liberate it and then it can spread. Well, that's frightening. Yes. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to look at the evidence of that. But that is interesting. I'll ask uh, Alex. Yeah. Our friend Alex A.O., Professor Alex Forrest. Uh, he would know. He's the, he's the best dentist I know. Forensic odontologist. So yeah, most of his patients forensic. are dead though. That's true. Uh, so maybe he won't ask his patients, but he would be up to date with the literature, I'm sure. So that is, uh, what was the topic? Alpha Helix. Oh, that was my topic, yeah. <laughs> Alpha Helix. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.